Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name's Chris Scott. My name's Atish. And we're here to talk about business things and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. How are you, Atish? I'm doing really, really well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. We're, we're a day late with this podcast. Apologize for that. Yeah, I, I had a weird couple of days. It's a weird hump day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finding even on my, so these are generally on my days off, but even my days off are getting crowded in on a bunch of other stuff. I'm just starting to realize like, that's just part of being an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, at least when I was younger, I would have uh, days off work and things like that where I would completely have the day and I would just like do things that like I wanted to do. And now I'm finding that that just isn't like a reality anymore. No, I mean, every day is a work day now. Yeah. At least for me, it's always a work day. Yeah. And I'm finding I'm having a hard time keeping track of days <laughs> and it's just like a lot of like little tiny things. Yeah. And it's like the like business has grown to the point where it's like, I need to write this down. I can't do it in my head anymore. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, like I, th- I uh, emailed someone today and I was like, Hey, you never paid me for this invoice. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we did. We paid you. And then I double checked. I was like, Oh, you're right. You did pay me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just becoming a thing where uh, I, if if you need to get something done or if people want to see me, you got to book it like three to four days in advance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already, I'm working my like regular job and then I'm also working my side hustle and then, you know, I'm generally seeing people about my side hustle or about other things on my days off or wherever I can squeeze them in on my days that I'm main working. So like, yeah. I just days off aren't a thing anymore, and that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing... I think um, I've had I've heard other people talk about this stigma of a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wish I had a nine to five. Yeah, you know, I go to work Monday morning at eight. I'm home by five, right? Or six or whenever depends on how long of your lunch break. <laughs> yeah, how long you want? How long it takes for you to eat lunch? It takes me about an hour and a half to eat lunch. Hour so and a half. I would be home by six thirty, and. Uh, well, just this idea, like, like you just, you're just a cog in a machine. They show up and it's, sometimes it's nice. You can just turn it off, you know? Yeah. I go to work and then I'm, when I'm home from work, I can just turn it off. Yeah. But, uh, doing stuff that, you know, is what we kind of want to do, like creating videos, like producing commercials, right? consulting. It's, it's not nine to five. I mean, you can make your own hours, but you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly... Right. And I think a lot of what goes into, especially um, what's going on for both of us when we're doing these kind of burgeoning projects where we're really trying to get, um, invent our own thing instead of being part of a track that was already pre-created and preset. What happens with that is you end up almost having like a, uh, like a military mindset about it because, you know, we got to always be up before the enemy you know, working on shit and trying to develop stuff before somebody else makes something that's even better before someone drops something, you know? So like, I I know at least for myself is like, I can evaluate like not local competition. I don't think there is anybody who's doing exactly what I'm doing, but I can see how other people are doing things better or, you know, anything like that. And I just don't want to get farther removed from that. Uh So even on my days off, I'm like nervously like doing research and like trying to figure out how I'm going to next step it for me cool man yeah so what have you done what what have you been working on this last week uh so this last week i'm really what i'm focusing on doing is 
kind of branding myself in a sense because I'm finding that as people are less and less interested in uh, all these different kind of qualifications and like simultaneously less and more because on the one hand everybody is looking out for what degree who got from where Harvard or et cetera et cetera and that used to be like a valuation point you know like oh, this person must be qualified because of X, Y, Z. I don't think that's really the case anymore. I think people look at um, kind of more of a body of work mm-hmm. in general. Uh, like a lot of um, a lot of people that I would want to have as clients, like I, you know, once I get to that point, like I'm thinking of companies that are large, but that's because I need to know where I'm going or where I'd like to get before I can actually put the small steps in action in order to get there. Um, so... I I think that a lot of these larger clients or these larger companies don't really care as much about what your like technical qualifications are if you have a body of work that would demonstrate that you are capable of doing what they want. Right. right. I feel like people are definitely more results oriented. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a roundabout way of saying that. But, yeah, basically. Um, so I've kind of just been figuring out what main avenues I would like to take to kind of demonstrate a body of work because I've had like one, um, one significantly large client and I'm thinking about how I'm going to sort of, I I don't want to release the actual work I did for them, but I want to show that like the effects of the work that I did for them. Right. And that sort of thing. Um, because no one really cares about the process. Right, exactly. So, like, that's your job. I want. I just want the results you produce. Right, precisely. Like so. Nobody cares what I actually did while I was doing it. It's really just about what was the net result. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what uh, I've been working on, um, formatting a blog. As lame as that kind of sounds, I'm realizing that that's a good way to not only get more skilled in writing and reading more, Mm-hmm. Um, because I have this really weird theory that I think the smartest people are the people who read the most. Um, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's actually true. The but, people who read the most are the smartest. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a one-to-one correlation, but I think in general, people who read more are on average more intelligent. Okay. Um, or at least are more demonstrably intelligent regardless. Um, I, I think not only is it a good way for me to kind of get like a body of work in terms of reading and writing, but also it's a platform that can garner some attention to my portfolio and my body of work without me, you know, sending out resumes or sending out little bits and pieces to, you know, people I want to be my clients. I don't have to do it that way. I, they can, if my SEO is good, which for me is, it's already on top. Like just, uh, it's, it's prime. It's prime. It's, it's prime. prime. SEO, well, no, it's it's I've I not by any action I took or anything, not because I'm good at SEO or anything like that, but because my name is it's Atish yeah. and I'm here in Tucson. You Google my name, even just my first name, you get me. I'm the first page. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me and some DJ who played Coachella. As opposed to when you Google my name, you there's get a million people. A million people. Yeah. So many people. But the point is, is so I'm, I'm kind of um, figuring out how to kind of uh, really take the next step forward because announcing your intentions on a local scale, like I have business cards and recently we were at 10 West networking and stuff like that. 
I do that. Time to take it to a global scale and show that, like, uh, no, I am actively, aggressively pushing forward and uh, I'm, I'm coming to pick up clients and start working. Watch out, world. <laughs> Here comes a Tish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Google me. Google him. What's you been up to? Uh, this last week, I did a lot of writing. Um, I got two shorts in the can for that murder mystery night. Awesome. So uh, I'm not going to write the third one. Or okay. I hope I'm not going to write the third one. I think I was hoping to work with someone else to kind of get the third story figured out. So I didn't. I just want to collaborate with someone else on that level. I've never done that before. I directed someone else's writing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to add that to that experience of this is me as a filmmaker. This is when I write and direct. This is when I direct someone else's writing. And then I was that just gave me an idea. And maybe this is something we workshop after the podcast. Okay. But uh, have you ever heard of companies like uh, and I, I doubt you would have for any other reason than this is just I only know this because I do weird research into weird people. But um, do you know of companies like Book in a Box and things like that? No. Okay, so what Book in a Box does is say you're a person and you have an idea for a, um, and this is unsolicited uh, advertising here. I really wish they were paying us. Um, What Book in a Box does is they, if you're a novelist or maybe you have a nonfiction book or something like that, but you kind of have a trouble getting it all together, you work with some of their uh, consultants and they basically do interviews with you and they figure out the direction you want your book to go, who you're marketing your book to, blah, 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 this, that, whatever. And they end up actually assembling your book oh. and then and then showing you how to bring it to publishers and how to blah, 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 all this kind of stuff and how to get it published, how to get it on Amazon or whatever and uh, how to get it out there. So they basically take the information that you have, assemble your book maybe even ghostwrite it. I'm not sure. Okay. And they put it out there. Wouldn't be a terrible idea if that was one of uh, your services you start to offer, like in terms of making films. Uh, Elaborate on this. So I don't mean like you're going to, I mean, if a project is interesting and like, if it can be made well, because obviously you don't want to just put your name behind some bullshit. Mm -hmm. But what if somebody, everybody has an idea for a movie. That's very true. Right? Lots of people have lots of ideas for movies. In fact, I seem to recall when we first started hanging out, you were telling me about how uh, like, just everybody you meet pitches you on ideas they have for movies, like when you go out to bars and stuff like that. Like That's what people talk to you about. Right. Well, if there's somebody who is you know, going to be a paying client, maybe you can kind of like help them story, because like, you have experience in making a movie. Mm-hmm maybe you kind of like instead of having it be always necessarily your project and your you know whatever maybe you assist others for a nominal fee of course in the development of their project it's not a bad idea i was just uh i was also at the 10 west festival yeah we did some 10 westing and there was a competition that happened during there called the pitch fest Mm -hmm. and 10 finalists pitched their movie ideas to a panel of judges and i that's that would probably be a good idea to pitch in a box type of thing. Yeah. I have this idea. How would you pitch it? Three questions and then boom, you got a pitch. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I will I mean, put it on the to-do list of things to do. Yeah. I mean, I know the last thing we need is more shit on our to-do list, but, um, I don't know. 
You know what they say? If you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. I thought it was ask a lazy person to do it. No, because then nothing ever gets done. No, because a lazy person will find the fastest way to do it. Lazy people don't do anything. That's true. Busy people get things done all the time. Yeah, I mean, that was also one of those, like, stupid quotes that apparently, you know, Bill Gates said. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. You hired a whole bunch of lazy people. Like, oh. no way Microsoft is filled with lazy people because it's you have to be pretty driven to get that high of a technical degree and then be able to work at fucking Microsoft. Right. But it's just one of those things you read on the internet that gives you hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this this allows me to be lazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be lazy for another day. Yeah. So, yeah, I got some writing done. I uh, also attended 10 West. And, you know, it's a pretty solid week of, like, alone creative time. And just, like, chipping away at stories and ideas and stuff. And plopping them down on paper and massaging them into something decent. Yeah. So let me let me ask you. I guess this is something I'm kind of trying to work with. And um, I... Uh, of course, like I'm taking it too far to a degree or like taking it to a scientific kind of uh, degree. But how do you how do you get yourself set up to do your do your work? Do you like wait until you're kind of in a flow state and you're like, perfect, I'm going to hit this and I'm just going to knock out as much as I can right now? Or do you sit yourself down in the morning, and say, I know I have to do some writing, got your laptop on like ready to go and you're just gonna sit there until you're done or how do you how do you go about like your process uh when i write something i like to like let it fester inside my head for a long time Mm -hmm. sometimes a little too long Mm -hmm. and i try i try and envision like a scene or even just little elements of a scene so i kind of know what the heck is happening and what's going to drive the story forward yeah and I try and envision characters and what do characters sound like and what do they look like and how would they talk compared to everyone else. Yeah. And I try and create all of these little pieces inside my head so I can visualize it before I sit down and just start typing away. Okay. And some people don't do that. Some people you kind of just have to like you, they find it on the page. Yeah. And I, I, I need to know before I'm a, I'm a toe dipper. I don't summer, not or summer salt, summer cannonball. <laughs> Thank you. Summertime. I don't cannonball into the pool. Cannonball summertime. Yeah, you got there. Yeah, I, I dip my toe. I'm a toe dipper. Yeah. Seeing it testing the water if the water's warm. No, that's what I do too, but I think ninety percent of the time that I'm doing that, I dip a toe and then I kind of allow myself to talk myself out of that. Like right. I'm just like, oh that's a bad idea. Oh, no, that's no. not good. You're... So this is what I do. Okay. Uh, I recently started doing this this last year and it's been helping me get very productive. I set a timer. For 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to write for 30 minutes. Hmm. I have all this stuff. I feel pretty good about it. But no matter what, I'm going to write for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then you just start writing. And before you know it, five pages are done. And you're like, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I was worried about. So, um, again, I'm taking this to a, I'm taking this to a, a different direction. But, well, or an analysis of the same direction. But uh, essentially what you're doing is what's called hacking the flow state. So when you're completely asleep, I forget if it's delta or theta, but your brain is emitting at a certain frequency, as in the sinusoidal waves of electrical activity, is uh, emitting out what's called a 
I think it's Delta Waves. Delta Waves is completely asleep. I forget. It's it's something like that. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, but there's what's called what a lot of athletes and what a lot of um, writers, creative types, um, even you know business people. You know that feeling when you're cranking away at something and you just feel like you're crushing it, uh-huh. and you just end up doing it. You're doing whatever it is, and then you look up and you're like, "Oh shit, it's dark outside." Like, when did that happen? Um, I used to get into this state in in college a lot, and also uh, when I'm kind of envisioning a new project for myself, or when I start to uh, like for my last client, when I started to work on just they they needed some more uh, new training materials and that sort of thing. And so while I was developing this and while I was writing this, because it was something that I actually could fully wrap my mind around, and also something that I was uh, excited about doing, I got into this alpha flow state where. I was just completely engrossed in the task at hand and then just went after it. Uh-huh. And so I think what's important about, or some, something that um, is, or something that was recently discovered about this is that the, you lower, because that's a, that's a difficult place to get to, you know what I mean? Like really true focus and having, you in know, the flow. Yeah. That, that flow state where, uh, where your brain is emitting alpha waves, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's at that higher frequency, that higher birth of uh, electrical activity. Um, you achieve that, or you basically lower the threshold to achieving that by having it be something that you've really practiced, something you've done a lot. Okay. So for me, I can reach that while I'm reading uh, papers about you know the brain or whatever. Um, and for me, I can achieve that while I'm uh, while I'm boxing or something like that. I throw in my headphones, and I'm good to go. I'm working out, and I don't even realize how much time's passed, and I don't even realize like, you know, I don't feel what I've been doing. I just am narrow focused, straight ahead. Uh-huh. But that's kind of the problem I'm running into with writing, and so I think that that's part of it. Is I just have to continually practice it until eventually the threshold for me achieving that alpha state and like. I'm I'm not realizing what I'm doing, but I'm just executing at a higher level can be achieved. Yeah, man. So I guess bolstering your weaknesses, that's that's something I'm gonna be working on in the week to come. Bolster your weakness, brah. <laughs> right, no, it's just, but it's just yeah, just turning on that timer. Cause then it I can do this for thirty minutes. It's not Yeah. Like, oh, I want to write 20 pages. That's going to take me 20 hours. Yeah. Like, well, I don't have 20 hours. I should just, <laughs> why am I going to start this if I can't finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep qualifying things like that. But then I mean, you just, like, I can do this for 30 minutes at a time. I can give up 20 minutes a day. Yeah. I can do that. And I shut everything off. I shut off the internet, the TVs. I throw on some classical music. Oh, that's your jam? Uh, when I'm writing. Because if I listen to something with words, I just... Yeah. Rocking along with the words. And, uh, and too much hollow notes. And then boom, you know, you have a draft done, done. And then I print it out and I mark it up in red. Then I retype and then I send it to people for feedback. Nice. So that's the process for a short film. Very cool. Anyways, that, that, uh, jump aside. Um, so we did some 10 Westing. We did some 10 Westing. You missed the talk about classical music with Ben. Ben Shapiro, I think, was the speaker. What? And someone else uh, with Iceland Rec- Record Recording Studio. 
Apparently, there's a place called Iceland Recording Studio. Ben Shapiro? I could be very wrong about that, but I think I'm right. I think you are. Ben Shapiro is like a political pundit. He's like a... He has a podcast called The Ben Shapiro Show. I only know because I, I listen to it. Oh. He's like a very, like... Right-wing guy. Right-wing guy. not feel weird for being a conservative. Yeah. Not that that's a weird thing to be a conservative. Wait, but the, this he hosted the the classical music thing? You missed out, man. No, no fucking way. Yeah, you wanted to go home and uh, comb your hair. Yeah, I did have to. Quite well, because we were networking later and I, I looked like shit. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, no way. It was Ben Shapiro. Your hair wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, though. And if we're, you know, I, I wanted to put our best foot forward while we were networking. Ben Nesbitt. Ben Nesbitt. I apologize, Ben Nesbitt, for thinking you were Ben Shapiro. Yeah. And vice versa. And vice versa. Right. Anyways, so um, we did some... Icelandic Embassy Studios is the other guy's name. And he has a crazy name with, the, like, the dots over the O's. I can't even... Oh, yeah, the, the umlauts. Umlauts. I don't, I don't even know how to, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start them right now though in the app. Yeah. But yeah, we went to 10 West and we listened to a bunch of talks about cool, random, like creative ventures and entrepreneurs and all sorts of fun, cool stuff. Yeah. It was, it was a mixture of like creative stuff, but then also new technology. Um, and then also like business minded like hustle oriented entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff and like i don't know i i had never been to an event like this and uh it was it was actually it was a lot of fun and it was really informative i thought so yeah i feel like at every talk that i went to i i got something pretty cool out of it yeah i mean some some were definitely more uh rife with interesting information obviously but uh i think in everything every n- not a single one i felt was like a waste of time and not a single one was something that like oh i already know this like mm-hmm. no it was all it was all interesting information um and and the one there was actually the first one uh that at least i went to i know you did one you went to a couple more than i did um the pr one yeah the first one that pr one was great because that's something we talk about all the time, building an audience and how to like, you know, whatever. And she, uh, the speaker who I'm, you know, I'm completely blanking on, but you could maybe find her. Um, she was talking about how she takes clients, um, like clients who want to, you know, kind of boost their, their reach or they want to do more or like tell this uh, part of their ad campaign or whatever. And she was talking about how she broke it down into a story. And that's something that I thought was really interesting because that was something I also just recently saw on a TED talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and the TED talk speaker was talking about how people don't buy what you're producing or even how you're producing. They're, they buy why you're producing. So like, Apple is a computer company and I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing this and this is also just totally based on my memory. So I'm probably doing a terrible job, but um, I guess we'll post a link to this Ted talk in you send it to me. I'll post it. Yeah. Uh, because, because this one's actually really applicable to a lot of what we talk about. Um, but basically Apple is a computer company and so is Dell and P- Dell made MP3 players, but people don't buy Dell's MP3 players, but yet people buy Apple's phones, Apple's computers, Apple's MP3 players, Apple's everything, uh-huh. and their DVRs and all that kind of shit. And why is that? It's because they're not trying to just sell a product. 
they're trying to change technology. They're trying to like, oh, imagine if we communicated differently or a little bit more effortlessly. Or imagine if um, we were able to have a network to explore music on and that way we could really just show all this kind of stuff. It's like larger, loftier goals. And then they find a way to make technology do that rather than vice versa. Right. And that was kind of what um, I think this the PR speaker was talking about, but only from a PR standpoint. You know what I mean? She was talking about like, well, we're not interested in like uh, – she was talking about one of her clients was the – was it Tucson Tamale Company? Tucson Tamale Company and how they have a new facility. Right, yeah. And she, But she wasn't talking about like, oh, yeah, like come on down and buy these tamales. They're great. That no. wasn't the pitch. No. The pitch was look at this local company that just like expanded like vastly – and, like, why that's becoming a thing. And, oh, yeah, you know, like, this larger part of, like, Tucson's growth, you can buy their tamales here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was that was great. Like, that's, that is actually, that's, that's bridging the gap. That's entirely what I'm interested in, the psychological predications of human consumption. Right. She was kind of, like, trying to find the heart of a product. Precisely. And I feel like that's what people connect with most is the heart of things. Like, oh, like, the origin of. Like it came from some place of a, like it came from a good place. Yeah. And I want to have that same experience and feeling. And I know it's going to happen with this product if I know the heart of it. Yeah. And that's ultimately how we want to make our movies. Right. Right. Like that's how, that's entirely how you operate. Like, um, whether, you know, the, the more recent stuff, whether it's like a short that for you is an homage to uh, action movies of years past and, like, the way things were done that aren't done anymore. Right. Or whether it's, you know, um, you're doing something to benefit the Tucson local community by making films and making an event out of it or, you know, whatever. Like, that's that's kind of, like, understanding that that's how not only we operate but how other businesses are trying to operate. I mean, I think that's invaluable information. Yeah, that's great. That was a great talk. Yeah, yeah, that one that one was really great. Um, we went to a podcasting workshop, which was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet inside the new lobby at Hotel Congress here. Yeah. Um, so I am going to be honest. I don't really listen to a whole lot of radio. Uh huh. Um, I mostly listen. In fact, even more than I listen to music these days, I listen to podcasts, which is another sign that I'm becoming a boring adult. Oh boy. <laughs> there you go again. No, it was a great it was a great talk. Uh it was it was uh the speaker, uh Bridget. Yeah. She gave a lot of good tips and tricks and things I never thought about. Yeah. In regards to creating a podcast. We kind of just like dove into this. Yeah. Um I had done, you know, some cursory research on podcasting, but that was mostly just on like Oh, here's how to get a like hosted off a domain, and here's like all these different you know, whatever. Right. I didn't actually really think on how most podcasts are structured, or you know, because I listen to kind of the same types of podcasts. Right. And you know, so I just like assumed that was the format that it was done in. But um, yeah, Bridget with KXCI, she kind of said a whole lot of stuff that uh, allowed me to think a little bit outside of my own box in terms of like how we're going to do this podcast, how to make this better, how to, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think we're going to start implementing some of those yeah. ideas that were presented in that class. Yeah, definitely. We're going to well, add some music. We're going to add some segments. We're going to 
spruce things up a little bit. Yeah, just kind of just kind of tighten stuff up. The one thing though that I think is always optimal about the one thing that I I you know never want to lose in terms of a podcast, the ones I listen to, I don't really listen to like too like heavily segmented. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, we're jumping from this and now we're doing this and now we're doing 15 minutes of this. Right. You know what I mean? I kind of enjoy more of like a free flow, but having I guess more of a map from point A to point B that it doesn't necessarily have to be like completely fully full stop structure. But I think that that was something that was definitely appealing to me in the conversation that she was having where, you know, that, that we have a direction, we kind of have things mapped out, but at the same time we kind of let, like we have those, uh, what did she call them? Golden moments or go, uh, Oh yeah. Um, I don't remember. She was basically referring to the idea that if, you know, you let things you fall. You, you let you let moments fall. Yeah, like you don't you don't have too tight of a grip on like where you're going with stuff because then you might miss out on some kind of uh, golden moment that might not have occurred otherwise. You right. know, you just have to like kind of let the control go on this and just like see what happens to some degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was cool. And actually, just like being there in that little studio was really cool. It was really hot in there, but it was a little warm. But the talk was good. That's Tucson for you. That's Tucson. Um, what else did we, what other talk did we attend? Uh, the, I think the last talk we went to was pretty interesting. That one was, uh, it was, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like hip hop and social media. Oh, what about the, uh, the, um, team building one? Oh yeah. How to make, how to make a great team. How to build a great team. Yeah. Yeah. That was more, um, tech startup, uh, oriented, but it still was pretty interesting to learn about because I think essentially what we have done was part of what that guy was talking about. Essentially he was, this guy was talking about how, you know, you always think that, you know, for a tech startup, you can just get a group of your best friends together and like, Oh yeah, we're going to make some app or we're going to make, you know, a website or something and everything's sell it. And then yeah, cut it, print it, sell it and everything's going to be great. But that only happens with the anomalies that only happens with the Zuckerbergs and the, you know, whatever that for the most part, you actually need, you know, there are like specific things that you need out of specific people. And, um, this guy created like kind of a flow chart of how people's responsibilities would go and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something actually we have unspokenly done ourselves. I agree with that because I think there are some, uh, projects like, uh, where specifically this uh this supplement thing you and I are dipping our toes into um in that project which I I think we'll talk about on a later date. We'll talk about that on a later date. Yeah. Um but just referencing it like that's kind of my more technical expertise whereas you already have done a campaign for a uh supplement company in terms of their media and all that kind of stuff. So you actually know more about their executive and their marketing level on that than I do, although I know more about it technically. Right. Whereas when we are in the podcasting film creative world, that kind of flips. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm kind of just figuring out how we can address a market and how we can do all that kind of stuff. And you actually have the know-how of the industry and how to work that and how to leverage that. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting that those were unspoken dynamics there that we never formally addressed, 
but regardless, those are the kind of the operating procedures that we're working off of. Right. I mean, he was, he was very much, uh, if you think you're going to, if you're the, you came up with this great idea, you're the, the tech, tech guy. Yeah. You're the guy that knows ins and outs of the product basically. And he was like, you think you're going to be your own CEO? I don't think so. You got to get someone else that knows how to operate a business properly. Right. And try and find the two, someone to work with and have everybody work to their strengths and not try and dabble in everything, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I think another part of that that you know he addressed was basically how your workflow goes. And I think you know you and I, once we pin down exactly kind of how we want things to go, we have a pretty decent working relationship um, and good flow. But it also gave me the thought, it gave me the idea about you know finding the right person if we add a third person to the team. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Hey, you want to add a, a team member? I don't know. Because huh. we've got a good thing going. And I like where we're at. But I can think of, and we'll, we'll talk about this, I guess, after the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> I can think of two areas specifically where if we had a person experienced in those things, that might greatly help. I don't uh, disagree that having more people is a bad thing. There were so many negatives in that sense. I, I don't even know how you feel about it. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree that wait, not having or ha- whatever. I'm not going to focus on it. No, I think more people would be good. Um, Especially but, if they have strengths that we don't have. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it will just round out our, uh, but that is to say, you know, from this talk, even though it was, uh, he was mostly just talking about tech startups. He was talking about, te- but he was also talking about, uh, don't approach people with job titles. Be like, hey, I need you to be my social media expert. Right, yeah. I need to see if you're cool first. Hey, let's meet up and have a coffee, have, yeah. have a beer. Let's party for a minute, and let's see if we vibe that way. Yeah. And I'm going to bring up this idea, if I like you. I have this business idea. I'm just working on it on the side. I'm just going to plant a seed. Yeah. And then you follow through with, hey, you want to come help out with this? Right, and I, I think that's that's a good strategy, especially for us, on how to get things done because – what I discovered, at least with you, is that with a lot of people, I will, uh, people who maybe, you know, are just like casual acquaintances, like not even necessarily my friends, if I end up going out and having drinks with them or whatever, we end up having not, n- nothing conversations about, you know, work or this person or that or whatever, politics, etc. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When you and I go out for a couple beers, um, we invariably always end up talking about work. Right. You know what I mean? We always are talking about what's next on the docket for a film. How do we get this? You know, okay, what are our next episodes? And that that's just part of the socialization of it. So I think that's kind of what I was – exactly what you're saying about, about that, that we're not going to look for somebody who specifically does this role, but somebody who that is what we end up talking about with them because that's somebody who's equally interested and equally vested in those kind of things as we are. Right. So – I've got some ideas. All right. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> um, speaking of doing that, we also we did a little uh, networking at 10 West. We did do a little networking at 10 West. A little networking facilitated by uh, Dragoon Beers. Yes. We had, uh, we had a few beers. Yeah. And we attempted to do that whole networking plan that we came up with. Yeah. And um, it was a mixed bag. I think it was a mixed bag. I I discovered I had like a few moments of insecurities. Yeah. 
uh, insecure, insecuredness? No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I had a few moments of insecurity. Thank you. When we like, we went up and met everybody. Everybody had like a fancy job title. Yeah. And I decided to claim stake in freelance video photographer guy. Yeah. And I feel like that turned off every single person that heard that. Well, but didn't you also kind of discover how much bullshit that was though? Like not yours. I mean, everyone's because you you introduce yourself as business optimization specialist. Right. And you, with a lot of whining and like, Oh, I had this one client. No, their clients are the worst talk (laughs) spiel that you gave. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but you 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 got like four business cards. I got zero. Yeah, and but of those of those, I only one of those because I wasn't like actively going out trying to collect cards. Otherwise, I definitely would have picked up more. But one of those people actually, I have already been in contact with, and I'm looking forward to working on something with. Oh, nice! That actually might help us. It was one of the uh, one of the designers. Ooh, yeah. Uh, from the networking part. Yeah. That has the same name as your mom? Yeah, Mika. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, Mika was cool. Mika was cool. And the same kind of brand, because a lot of people I was finding, um, without, without you know being too specific or naming any names, a lot of people were being really kind of like full of themselves and like, oh, this is what I do. And like, it's, you know, whatever. Whereas uh, Mika was also kind of self-effacing and like you know my style of person right um but yeah so so uh i i think it went it went well i think that by the time it was that part of the day weirdly i i don't think there was as many people around as there were at some of these talks and lectures that's true you know what i mean and that just that was just part of how the event flowed yeah the night we went out with the networking hour, it was yeah. like a Thursday night. Yeah, and we couldn't make it to the one with the rock and roll show. I yeah. was working. I wish I was there. Yeah, same. But um, but it was it was still really cool to meet a bunch of like minded people. Yeah, know, playing this game all together. Yeah, absolutely. And just seeing how other people play it was great. And and also a little reassuring also to see how uh you know how kind of not lost that's the wrong word but also how that i'm not the only one who feels like unsure right i'm like okay well this is what i'm trying to do and then you know basically i go through this like cycle of sometimes i'm really up and i'm like oh man i know i'm on the right track like i am crushing it and then there's sometimes where i'm like oh fuck should i go back to grad school oh my goodness (laughs) no but no I did get the vibe of the like networking. I feel like networking mixers are just everyone knows it's fake. Yeah, it had like it had that BS vibe to it. Yeah, where everybody was rolling their eyes during their elevator speeches. Yeah, and it's like no one was like proud of what they were like. They were just like, I have to do the work to tell you who I am. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh bother. Yeah. Oh bother. But um, I, I feel, overall, I feel like I had a great experience at that film fest. Not film fest. Uh, 10 West Fest. Yeah. I mean, every class, I feel like we learned something, at least one little tiny nugget to kind of help at least me move forward and what I want to do when I grow up. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I and, and it also kind of opened a door to me where I never, like, I've never been that guy who 
does these events like even when i was in school there was a bunch of like events brought on like oh we have like a this thing or a, like a, a lab seminar or a colloquium or like whatever i never went to that shit mm-hmm. And it kind of made me realize that even if I don't necessarily like the networking aspect of it isn't possibly the best. It's like I kind of picked up a lot of skills and like that's a really good way to learn how to do stuff from people who are actively doing it. Right. Instead of just like reading about it on the Internet or, you know, trying to find that information somewhere. Yeah, because that talk we went to when it had the four entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. 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 And they were were like, it was like it was kind of a weird talk. I thought I didn't like the moderator. Seriously. Yeah, it it seemed it was a little too like uh self-congratulatory without being nitty-gritty. Right. Yeah. But the but the speakers there, like one lady was just like, I kind of did this as a self-therapy thing, mm-hmm. starting her hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A trend. I was like, "Oh, that's a great. That's a great story." Yeah. Mean, that's like a great place to start something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this is to help me get through something and appreciate where I live. Right, and that sometimes, you know, um Sometimes something you don't even intend to be your your thing mm-hmm. can end up blooming like that. I right. mean, that was pretty great to see. And then also in that talk, those two kids with the real estate, whatever, that they just sold for. Two kids. I think they're older than I am. They're still younger than me. <laughs> uh, they have that real estate program that they sold for like a million bucks. Yeah. They came in and talked about their stuff. But the one thing that they said when they were talking about pitching their idea to venture capitalists, mm-hmm. to investors, was that they didn't pitch a product. They pitched how they're going to change a system, how they're going to change the world, basically. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a different way of thinking about things. How am I going to change the world more so than... Yeah. I mean, that goes back to that um, people buy why you do stuff, not not what and how. Right. Um, but just the fact that it's not... I'm not selling keychains. I'm selling... Uh, the new way people are going to organize their keys so they never lose them again. Yeah. Type of thing. It's yeah, like exactly. Change the way people do this forever. Yeah, ever. yeah. No, that's so true. I thought that was an interesting Well, and it, it, it kind of, uh, that style of thinking has kind of made me have a greater understanding. Like, this was my revelation of the week, I guess. Um, and now I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to execute on it. But uh, what I figured out about myself, like that, has always been my thing. Uh, I talk about now that I, I'm a business optimization specialist. I go in, I observe your processes, your operations, etc., and I can just come up with concise and well thought out, demonstrable uh, solutions mm-hmm. or or ways to do things better. Whether that's to increase profits, reduce waste, or etc. That's also what I do with everything else. You know what I mean? Like, I I want to be an optimized human. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I want to be strong, but also fast, and also be able to endure, but also intelligent, but also whatever. And so that kind of made me understand my main central why, which is like, oh, yeah, I want everything to be constantly improved little by little by little until eventually... You know, you're streamlining everything, whether it's myself physically, myself mentally, or it's my own business and the other businesses that I enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my thing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. 
another thing that happened uh, that week was there was a like a film festival attached to the whole 10 West agenda. <laughs> yeah. And I got to go uh, to a pitch fest where people would pitch their movie ideas. And it was awesome watching 10 people from the local community pitch movie ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I knew, some I didn't know. But it was just great hearing what other people are, are doing getting into yeah. in the surrounding area. That's awesome. Yeah. Do we, we got some good stuff, maybe? I think we got some. Good, good films possibly working around us? There, was, there were one or two that were really good. And all the other ones were kind of like, what? This is like huge, crazy stuff. Oh, like maybe a little too conceptual? There was uh, one about a guy that wanted like, it was like a Fast and the Furious type heist movie. Oh. And it was like a huge story with all these pe- moving pieces and elements. And he was trying to explain them all. And it was kind of hard to keep it all together. Mm. And then you had these ladies talk about like racial stuff and uh, being a black person on the stage in New York City or something like that. Hmm. It was like this huge. Yeah. Like a very, you know, it, it, it feels indie. An indie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another one about a, a, a brothers, and one of them has Down syndrome, and the Down syndrome brother wants to learn how to drive, so he can go meet his parents at a in the, at the Grand Canyon. And then there's like a, a heist involved in the middle of that, and all this other fun stuff. And that's the one that won. Very uh, little Miss Sunshiny. Yeah, with yeah. a bank robbery in the middle. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um. And then there was one about like um, the you know like the Hispanic the Mexican American studies, yeah, and how they're like illegal, but then they weren't illegal, or I don't know what the ruling is on them. Now. I never really kept up to date on that. That was a tough one. Yeah, but it was it was about like a soccer coach and his soccer team and how they're dealing with that issue that popped dilemma. Up yeah, over SB ten seventy whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. That day. is definitely something I thought. That's something that would come out of tucson for sure right well way cool yeah i mean all in all as kind of lame as it sounds i never thought that i would you know be uttering this but moreover as much as it was to uh um as as great as it was to kind of learn practical things it was also pretty great just to see what other people around us are doing in town yeah and it's not like they drove in from phoenix or or, not, or, or, you know, or, from L.A. Right. It was it was pretty cool just to see because there's, like, several people who I just saw that I recognize from places, you know, but I, I never actually have spoken to them. I've never whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're kind of doing some stuff, too, kind of like I'm doing. And, and that kind of flushes out the idea that, you know, there's a lot of kind of fascinating stuff going around us. Also, you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's okay to do it. Even here in Tucson. Yeah. It, it kind of allows me, because I have this thought that, you know, oh my God, it's so bold and presumptuous that somebody's going to enjoy my stuff. And it's like, no, it's not. Other people are doing this stuff. Other people enjoy it. And there's no reason for me to think that that's not true for myself. Yeah. Man. So yeah, overall, good week. Good week. Good week. Um, definitely, I'm, I'd be interested in like looking into maybe not directly those kind of events, but just more stuff kind of going on. Uh, at that networking thing, someone brought up how they're a member of the Tucson Young Professionals. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a few of them out and there. And I've, I've been eyeing that group for a very long time. Uh-huh. And I was like, I want to join this group. I need to join this group. But it's just a bunch of young professionals uh, volunteering at things. Hmm. And it just seems like an opportunity to be like 
like you force yourself to hang out with other people. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems like volunteering one is a good thing. And then two, get with young people. I hope I'm, I'm still in the age range. I think you are. And then uh, three, it'd be great just to, you know, be out and about and be seen more often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, we can probably get into that. Do some do some stuff, learn some things, help some people. And with that vagary, <laughs> what do you want to do? All right, so we we had that talk about the podcast. What do you want to? What what are we going to improve on this podcast? <clears throat> you mean about the podcast? Like, what are we going to improve about it? Right. Besides us sucking so bad. <laughs> um, I think. I, I don't want it to get I want it to be as free flow as possible, but I think adding some pre mapped out segments is probably a good idea. In that we kind of generally have topics that we have been thinking about for the past week and then we bring that to bring that to concept. Uh-huh. But I think having like a if we have a thought for a segment that we are doing, say right now we think about it for the next week, right? That gives me all week to think about, or like stuff as it just occurs to me, I can like file that away as like, oh yeah, this is what I'm talking about right here. Right. Um, so I think that's a good idea. Uh, we've been working on a little intro outro music. Right. I think we, do I do think we need to improve our intro and outro, just so people know when it's starting and when it's over. Right. And I like this idea of coming up with implied segments, not so much structured yeah. segments, but. And I think uh, I think I really liked our uh, our episode with Miss Sarah Jackson. I think we should uh, have another guest. We should have another de- another guest. Awesome, man. So I feel like we also discussed changing our release date. Yeah. So I think we're gonna become a Monday show. Monday show, good way to start your week. Monday morning. Monday morning at like what, like eight in the morning? <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah, let's do that. I want to get super specific with release times. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, hopefully, uh, you'll hear this on a Thursday. But on Monday, get ready for the new and improved Creative Eyes, Strategize, and Synergize. Yeah. 